Hey, everybody, this is Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and today we're going to be reviewing Eddie's favorite movie, ironically, I don't know why, he says he really loves this movie, that he really feels like this movie speaks to him on a spiritual level. I thought, I thought it was weird. I think you all will find out more about Eddie in this one podcast than you have before. Today we review American History X. I, I I love how you set this up in the worst way possible, you son of a bitch. Um, hi, I'm Eddie. I, you know, I'm still technically like the CEO of his company, right? I can still cut your contract whenever the fuck I want. I'll call Whoop. HR right now, I swear to God. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. I will MJF your ass, I swear to God. <laughs> I'll your ass hostage. Um, fucking American History X, man, I hadn't seen this film since high school. And it, it, it's so much more than I remember it being. Like, it's a real like, punch to the dick, huh? It's, it's a punch to everything you think you know about life. Like, oh, he's freely saying the N-word. Oh, those are some expletives I haven't heard before. Dude, and, like, they use racist terms I've never even heard of before. Like, I'm not going to repeat them. I'm not stupid. You repeated them but, before I, re- I hit record. What are you talking about? You said you were down for shut, this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is sarcasm, folks. That is fucking sarcasm. I swear it's to God. It's sarcasm. It's sarcasm. Jesus. He only no, uses man, them like, around his friends. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> God damn you, Freddie. Jesus Christ. Okay. So there are terms in this movie that are used that I've never even heard of before. Like it, this movie. Okay. Let's start with the, with the behind the scenes shit before we take on the fucking meat and potatoes. Of this. You, you mean so, the director of Humpty Dumpty? Dude, he did everything he could to get off this film. Apparently there's three cuts. The dude, one, I the, think he's fucking insane. Did you hear his first directing job after this movie? He showed up on the third day of shooting, dressed up as Osama Bin Laden. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this guy... Do you agree that... Okay, I know like every director has their 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 idea of a movie, and that's perfectly fine. They are really the ones that have to get it done. But this movie, for all intents and purposes, is... Really fucking good. Like getting the message across that's trying to get like it does it in a very effective way. Like I know what he wanted the original ending to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like the I in my head I'm like that just wouldn't make any sense. I mean, granted, I could see like maybe some way of how it can make sense, but I think the or the ending that's in the movie right now is probably the better ending. Well, did he say how he wanted it to end exactly? He wanted Danny to shoot the black kid. Oh. Yeah. Really? Apparently the producers, I think, told him, like, hey, uh, we can't have that ending. Uh, it will cause riots and probably fights. So we we really can't have that. I mean, 
God, I get what he's going for, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, I could see it as this, as if Danny shot the kid that this is the culmination of Derek's, uh, Edward Norton's character's, um, his sins taking hold of his brother and basically putting his brother in a position where he can't come back from. But the ending that happened where Danny gets shot is also the culmination of Derek's actions, which became Danny's death. It, it It's terrible because, like, this film really does, it launches, there's so many casualties in this, like, in most stories you typically like just Edward have Norton's basketball part. career. That was one of the casualties of this movie. Dude, he could he could throw elbows with the best of them, man. How, how much? How many times do you think he was like, "No, I think I should do a a spin around dunk in this movie." <laughs> I, it's believable. I mean, the, Edward Norton is notorious for wanting creative control of his films. Like the final cut of this film is the one that he did. Yeah, that's what that's what the word is. Is that Edward Norton uh, basically edited the film when Tony K yeah. like walked out. Well, because apparently there's three versions of this film. There's the studio version, the director's version that he didn't finish, and then this one, which the director has, like, completely disemboweled, which I guess, sure, I'm man. just like, I don't know. Do you think Tony K's version would have been better? I think he's a sour bitch. I don't know if it would have been better. It might have been more of a gut punch and made Danny less redeemable. Like, that's the only thing. It's almost like he really wanted to drive a wedge between people. <laughs> like, I get it. He's trying to provoke conversation, but, like, there's provoking a conversation, and then there's just, like, straight up a hate movie. Yeah, I like, I don't see how that promotes conversation. I, I feel like that promotes more, like, chaos. It does. It promotes divide. It will promote division. Like, I, this movie itself, though, is very, I won't say divisive, but, like, man... This movie wouldn't be released today. I'm sure, I'm shocked this movie was released in general. Actually. No, I I think it could be released today because the ultimate point of this story is that this person, in a time of hurt, in a time of of a real low point of his life, was uh, seduced into this quote unquote family that cared about him. And that made him feel strong and made him think, no, this isn't your fault. This is their fault. These are the people you need to be mad at. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what the movie's it. about. It's about this guy who had a decent family life and then something bad happens and he's either going to go one or two ways and he ends up going the way of pain, anger, and he takes out his anger on um, people that really have no, they have no skin in the game. Like, it's not their fault. You know, there's a lot of hard movie, hard moments in this film to watch. Um, but for me, uh, I don't know about other people, for me, the hardest thing to watch was at the grocery store, actually. Oh, that was, that a was the hardest scene. thing. That was a real fucked up scene. 
Like when they're pouring the milk on the on the Hispanic uh, lady. Oh, Latina. Yeah, dude, that. I always forget that, that Hispanic man. is someone that speaks Spanish, but from uh, Spain. Uh, Spain. Latinos really? someone that speak Spanish from Latin America. I don't know. Oh, so the Latina. But, dude. Yeah. That scene was just hard to fucking watch because it's like. Dude, they're 100% innocent. Like, 100%. I'm here fucking bagging groceries yeah. just for minimum wage. And then these motherfuckers walk in. Like, one of the guys that gets the shit beat out of them. They're pouring hot sauce on this poor girl's face, assaulting people left and right. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, the ball. Yeah, like, the ball's on you to go into a grocery store and fuck with these poor mm. normal people. God forbid you try some shit at, like, Oh gee, try this at I don't know the the city hall. See how that gets you. Yeah. No, you're gonna go fuck with the minorities at a grocery store. Let, let, let's be honest. Ethan Suplee's character is definitely getting picked out of a lineup. <laughs> I don't know how we could have, dude. I, you know the initial. Who did uh, it? Who did it? The 400 pound man. <laughs> the guy from the Power Rangers films. Like he, that guy's the the easiest one to fucking get. Dude, and you know, it's nuts to me also, like, that any of these actors took these roles. I'm not saying no one should, but, like, if I, like that's why Joaquin Phoenix, he was the director's first choice for Derek. Uh, the one I that... have taken the roles. The one that... Oh, and then Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role because he said, uh, I want to say... I don't agree with that subject material. Yeah, and I'm like, you're a pussy. You did Joker. Shut up. I mean, there's a big difference between anarchist and a racist. Ah, whatever. But uh, one is more redeemable than the other. The one that I was actually pretty shocked is Ethan Suple because he was still doing uh, Boy Meets World. He was still like doing episodes of Boy Meets World at the time, or he might have just finished doing Boy Meets World. And the dad of Derek, uh, he was the dad on Boy Meets World also. Dude, that flipped my shit. I cannot believe that. Yeah. He also, Chandler. He he was the dad, and I'm like, hey man, he's saying some pretty racist shit. <laughs> well, also, fucking Monica's uh, dad, Monica and uh, Ross's dad is in this too. Oh yeah. And like, he's the uh, history so many... teacher, right? Or he's like a teacher or something. He's one of the teachers, but also he he dates their mother, but also. He happens to be Jewish, which I don't know if you're aware of this, but neo-Nazis don't like Jewish people. What? I know. I couldn't believe That's it either. crazy. Um, but, dude, this movie, there's so much. Like, to start, like, stylistically also, like, they paint, you know how the, the scenes in the past are black and white and the scenes currently are colored? They yeah. do that because, from Derek's point of view, like, before all this, everything was just black and white. Like, no, you're bad, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But once it gets out, everything's different shades. You know, it's, life is more complicated. Yeah. Um, I love the relationship he has with the guy in prison. Um, the one we, what's his name? I can't, he, I can't. The one that he does laundry with. I don't think they ever give him a name. I'm not sure, man. I, I don't. Remember I really don't remember them ever giving him a name. I think. Oh, Lamont. That's his name, Lamont. Oh. But uh, yeah, when they go back and forth on life issues and stuff, and he just slowly breaks him down and they start like laughing and being friends and stuff yeah. and uh, he finds out like you know what, what are you in here man you're not a killer like i know you you're not a killer he's like 
I robbed the I robbed a store. I dropped the TV on the policeman's foot, broke his foot, and they said it was assaulting an officer. So I got six years. They're like yeah. bullshit well, for real. Like it takes him having to actually meet someone and see how broken the system is for him to be like, maybe I'm wrong. And uh, like all these events have to occur for him to realize how wrong he is. And think about like this: he got out sooner than that guy, and he curb stomps a person. <laughs> Who was wrong, who was stealing his car? Like, dude, that the was that that was the opening scene, right? The curb stop. Uh, it was yeah, it's pretty much one of the opening scenes because we open up with Danny at school, and Derek had just gotten out, and they're showing as to why he went to prison, and then it's pretty much uh what happened in Derek's life that a made him who he was when he left prison and B what made him turn into this white supremacist. See, I, I think I, I don't know if a movie like this would be made or released today, but I think movies like this are important because you can't just be like, Oh, they're racist. Just put them aside. Like, no, you, we need to have honest conversations about why are people like this? Understanding people. Why are they like this? having conversations as to what's wrong and what's right. And yeah, this is necessary. You know, having these like, conversations. not everyone, not everyone's born evil. Like, and Derek wasn't born evil. He was a regular kid who was playing what baseball at the time. Uh, I think so. He was going to high school. With yeah. his dad. He's playing baseball. He was like a straight A student. And, one thing happens and he meets this one person who basically like um, he basically is a shoulder to cry on and he points him in direction of his hate says no it's these people's fault that's why you're like that. that's why you feel so bad it's their fault well, remember also his dad spewed the hatred too. And I mean, I, to some degree, I understand like he in part took this philosophy from his father, someone who he looked up to. I think it's fair to say Derek saw his dad as like, you know, the best as most you know sons do, mm -hmm. but he got to the point where he could question and be like, you know what? Maybe my dad's not right about everything. Cause his father was killed before they got the chance to really hit that point. You know, yeah. I don't watch but I think it's fair to say hit the death of his father pushed him, you know, accelerated him down the road of a, a fucking white supremacist. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, well, the movie starts off like that. Derek, um, is pretty much full blown white supremacist. Uh, we're cutting from present day to past present day. Derek, he has hair now, uh, pretty much always wears a long sleeve shirt. <clears throat> Does not have any of his tattoos showing because he's inked up. Big ass swastika on like the right side of his chest, pit bulls on the back. Like he's he's inked up of white yeah. supremacy shit. And he goes to prison, and that's where he links up with what he thinks are people like him, where he's more of a radical white supremacist, and these yeah. people are white supremacists but they also have no problem doing business if it gets them what they need 
Well, I, you know, and I can speak to some degree of experience from this. I don't necessarily You've know. You've been to prison as a white supremacist? Fuck you. I was a prison. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't say I have some experience no, with this. Shut the fuck up. No, let me preface this. Look, uh, and I thought about this while working there because, look, before starting my job there as a crush officer, All right. I had never seen a fucking swastika. I had never seen a white supremacist. There, my first day, swastikas on people's cheeks. Like, oh my God, what the hell? This place is so, what the hell? But, but I, I mean, something- uh, before you finish, um, I mean, in my opinion, from what I've seen is that a lot of times you find that these people aren't necessarily white supremacists. It's just that they're yeah. stuck in prison. And unfortunately, in prison, it is the, like, I'd say 99% of the time divided up by race. And if you're not if you're not with your race, you more than likely don't have any friends. It's it's very much uh, it's it's a form of protection. A yeah. lot of guys join gangs, you know, don't necessarily agree with their values, whether it's they're in brotherhood or uh, yeah, any other gang, you know, of a certain ethnicity. It's not necessarily that they 100 percent agree with them. It's just like, look, either I link up with these guys or I'm on my own and I might get killed. Like Derek, once he leaves there in Brotherhood, he's sure he's going to get murdered by someone, but he lives. He says for whatever reason, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, he lives. Mm-hmm. But I mean, say Lamont probably had a big reason to make sure nothing happened to him. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so he goes to prison, finds out, like, these guys aren't as radical as me. They're doing... Uh, I think they're doing drug deals with Mexicans, right? Uh, I think yes. they're buying they're buying heroin off of them and selling it like to their own people. Yeah, selling it to other uh, whites, which is apparently a and, big no-no. And he gets real pissed, and he just kind of starts dissing himself, and uh, I think he kind of disses them at one point, which then leads to probably. Uh, this definitely is up there as one of the more extreme scenes in this movie is the prison shower rape scene. Dude, I, man, I can't believe they actually did that. Like, yeah. I think but this might be one of the most graphic depictions of a sexual assault ever put to film. Yep. It's I mean, up there. Yeah, I mean, and that pretty much just like. That's Derek goes through a lot of shit in this movie. And this is one of those scenes where the people he thought were supposed to protect him literally rape him and treat him like trash. I man. and then it's crazy because they correct me if I'm wrong, but he disinvolves them after the after he's insulted, right? No. Before. No, he never he never kills him. No, but at some point I, I don't remember what came first. Was it the part where he said fuck him? Like in the in the when they were eating lunch. Was that it was that happened first and then he gets salted, right? Yeah. Like yes, yeah, he, he says, disses him. Yeah, and then and, and they get him in the shower and then they call the his former English teacher. I don't know if it was at his behest or 
or maybe he was keeping track of him or something. But they he gets called and he meets him in the infirmary, and Derek cries. And he just cries because I mean, he's been literally broken down. It's Matt. There's just. It's raw, man. Like, like the emotion is raw. It's just, it's, ah, Jesus. But they move, uh, they move forward from that. Uh, oh it's my crazy god! Crazy to see like where he came from, like the basketball game where he's like the super alpha dog there, and Edward Norton put on fifteen pounds of muscle for this movie. He was jacked in this movie, like. He was pretty fucking Jack, and he went from like Alpha Dog, where he was from, to what happens in prison, and he's literally broken down to, to just Derek. He's not neo-Nazi Derek. He's just Derek. What's well, called? Um, and they have a hard time uh, accepting him. His uh, I almost call him friends. Uh, feels wrong to say. His neo-Nazi buddies, uh, initially, he's welcomed back as a hero. Like, yeah. you're a legend here, man. You're a main man. Everyone loves him. I don't think it was a, they didn't welcome him. He didn't want to be welcomed. Oh, no, no. I'm saying, though, like, he, the easy thing would have been to just jump back into the life. He's like, no, I need to get out of this. I need to get my family out of this, too. Even his girlfriend, who, like, he tries to talk to her and say, hey, like, let's get out of here. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want you to come Which- with Dude, like, don't go to her. You can do so much better than her. They had, I I think they loved each other for a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, that, so yeah, he, he's, well, first, before that, he tells uh, his brother. Oh, I know. No, sorry. No, yeah, he does do that. He, he goes to the party. He tells the girl, like, hey, like, I'm leaving. I want to get out of here, like, for good. And then he goes and sees Cameron, who is this father figure to him, who basically took him in and was like, basically, he was the one that steered Derek to being a neo-Nazi. And Derek pretty much throws everything in his face. He's like, fuck you. Like, I know that all this shit you said was bullshit. Your prison time was bullshit. You rolled over on two kids to get out of prison. Like, you're a fucking liar. And then punches him out. Uh, and he's going to leave the party. And then Ethan Suple pulls a gun on him. And he's like, fuck you. And, like, pretty much everything just goes to shit. You know, goddamn hurry, man. Um, he told his brother not to go. His brother's there, which just complicates everything. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny, I mean, Derek is able to get away, but then, uh, Danny finally catches up to him and just lets out an outburst of like, you know, fuck you, you know, you were this, you were right here. Like, cause Danny, same thing kind of, he looks up to his older brother. I think most relationships are like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you look up, to them, you look to them for guidance for what to be like. Yeah. Uh, and that's why the- Danny is the way that he is. Yeah. Yeah. I quite literally, he learned if I'm watching, uh, Derek. Dude, uh, we forgot one fucked up scene. The scene where he's arguing with the, the history teacher at the dinner table, the, the, the oh, dinner, oh. and he starts shoving food 
in his sister's mouth and she's like yeah. choking and shit. Yeah. Dude, that. Like, oh. holy shit, this movie was like on another level. The thing is, man, they have what I like to call the, the hereditary conversation. The conversation that you never fucking see happen in movies happens in this movie. There is a the, conversation in hereditary? There's a conversation in hereditary where the mom just straight up tells the kid, I blame you for the death of your daughter, for oh. the death of his sister. Like, that uncomfortable, like, oh, fuck, this is getting personal, like, personal. They have that kind of conversation in this, where, yeah. you know, they're going over the politics, they're going over... Why is it specifically this, is this, whatever, whatever, just going back and forth? And it's just, it's tense. And not just tense with words, it's tense with action. Like, yeah. when the shirt comes off and he says, oh, you can't see, and he takes off the shirt and shows him, you see this? It means you're not welcome here. You're yeah. not welcome. And, um, and then, yeah, back, back to the party. So, yeah, they leave the party. Danny catches up with Derek, and he's like, fuck you, Derek. Like, you came back, you ruined everything. And uh, this leads to the scene where Derek tells Danny everything. I think he tells him everything. I, th- I think he tells him, like, he was raped in prison and all that shit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so, yeah, Derek tells Danny everything. And in their room, they have this, Danny has this huge neo-Nazi, like, shrine. And... Which I'm like, I don't even know where you get that stuff. What? Amazon wasn't a thing at the time. And those people find way, man. Yeah, they both look at it and then they both take it down. Yeah. They and it's the most powerful scenes. I thought that was supposed to be the cli- I think that was supposed to, meant to be like the climax, like the high point of the film. Mm-hmm. When they were both like, We need to get rid of all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um I say that scene is like the the scene in the movie where you think where the main character thinks like this is the band-aid for all the bad things I've done, but the wound is way bigger than what this band-aid can handle, which is what we see in the subsequent scene following. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go to a, to a, uh, like a diner. Uh, it comes up that uh, two people are in the infirmary that, that you know, they kind of suspect the Eric. Ethan Suplay's character and Cameron were uh, were assaulted. Yeah. And uh, they're like, just do whatever you can. He drops off. Danny at school. And then there's a fake out where you see a lowrider passing by him. And you think, you know, Derek thinks this is the part I'm going to get shot. We all assumed it. Mm-hmm. And when the car passes by and it happens, we're all relieved. Like, oh, okay, he didn't get killed. That's fine. And then the gut punch that came out of fucking nowhere. Like, Danny, he's just taking a piss in the restroom, turns around to see a kid pointing a gun at him. The kid that he blew smoke into his face earlier in the film. Yeah. Three times in the chest and just put him down like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Derek pretty much does the get the fuck out of my way. And he gets inside and he sees his brother dead. And that's the culmination of his actions in real life. Uh, his brother, who was following his footsteps, who we all thought like, oh, since Derek and Danny both denounced what what they were following, uh, things can can be better. But 
sometimes things are too late and someone has to pay the price. Also, I think it's also the fact that like you can't, it's not as easy as taking down a poster, you know, change yeah. requires more effort than just like putting on a shirt or, you know, they, it, there's more to it than just that. Yeah. Um, it, so yeah. now that we've seen the movie, I liked it. Like if I have to rate it, I'd say it's a definite four and a half out of five. I think it's a very powerful movie. I think it has a message and it definitely gets its point across. What would you rate it? Damn, man. It's hard. Um, probably a B plus or an A minus. Like, like it's a very well-made film. Not everyone can watch it though, man. Like, like this is not an get through, but it's an important film. Like it is like, there's no way around it. It's an important film to watch. Yeah. Um, it teaches a lot of lessons. I think it speaks to a number of people. Um, you know, it does talk about reasons why are, why are some individuals racist? Why are some individuals like this? Yeah. Um, I almost want to say, I think it should be conserved. So there's a thing where like Congress will like pick the most important films and like preserve them. Yeah. In condition. I feel like this film belongs in that category. I think if, so. I think it belongs there. Um, it, it earned Edward Norton a uh, nomination for Best Actor for Oscar. Bet Oscar. you Tony K loved that one. Dude, oh, oh what the fuck they're talking about? No, no. You want to hear something more fun? I can't wait for the sequel. Sequel? As of 2020, Tony K is returning to direct a film starring... German, I can't pronounce his name. Um, God, what's his name? I can't pronounce it properly, man. What movie was he in? Uh, Gar- the one that goes straight to mind is Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the guy that says, who? That guy. He also plays... Oh, that uh, guy. He's always like a background character. I, I know who you're talking about. He came out in Blood Diamond. Fucking guy, dude. Come on. I, dude, it's been a monster since Blood Diamond. He's also in Shazam, and he plays yeah. Papa Min. Any fucking way, uh, it's called American History of Why, and it's going during the Civil Rights Movement, apparently. Oh god! So now that we've rated it, we've seen the movie. I'd say it's fair that we both think that it's a very good film. It it has a message. Do you think this movie would have done better? with Tony K's original ending of Danny shooting the black kid? Or do you think that would have stepped over that line? Because, okay, where... So, in the Tony K's ending, Derek says, you know, this is bullshit. Danny says, no, white power. And then the next day, shoots the kid. Am I right? I'm assuming so. Because if that's the case and Danny would have stuck to his guns, I don't know if that would have been a better ending because that's probably even more accurate because I yeah. don't know if that kid. I don't think it would have been a better ending either. I like this ending. Like I feel like this ending is very well right. done because it's the culminations of Derek's actions and thinking that he can he can revert the past with this one action and it's not always that simple. And even though you 
you're sorry for the things you've done, the consequences do come back to bite you. And that's what we got in the ending. I don't think his ending, Tony K's ending, would have been better. I, man, the shitty thing is, though, I feel like his ending may have been more accurate with the way things would turn out. This movie, though, it's not often I say a movie feels like a tragedy. This movie is a tragedy. No, I, so I, I wouldn't say that this, uh, that it's more representative of the way things are now. I think everything now is more secretive. No one wants to plaster their shit out there. Well, I mean, it's fucked up because a lot of the arguments that they have in this film are ripped right out of today. That's the shitty thing. Like, it's, this movie is damn near 25 years old. It's 24 years old, uh, this Halloween. Came out in 98? Uh, yeah. And the fucked up part is, man, these conversations are still being had today. Oh, what's the problem with this country? Oh, it's them. It's this. It's that. It's those people. Like, rather than, like, it's depressing because it, the conversation is still fucking accurate, man. Yeah. How is the conversation still the same? The same fucked up conversations that were had 24 years ago. How has nothing changed? Really, nothing has changed. Not much. Not enough, anyway. I think it has changed. I I do think, like, yes, there are still those conversations. But I do think that people are way more inclusive now than they were in 1998. I think you're right, but the fact that... Well, you also have to remember, the Civil Rights Movement was in the 60s. That's only last 50 years ago. So, yeah, we're not that far off. So I think the progress that we made so far, while it is small, it's not that bad in comparison to what was before. But I do think, like, we have a long ways to go. We do. Fuck, man. Oh, but, so you Our- gave this movie a, a an A-, minus, which I never yeah. understood that grade. Is it an A- or is it a fucking B plus kind of plus? It's, it's like B is like you're in the middle. B plus is you're almost there. A is like you're barely, you're barely like amazing. A is amazing. A plus is perfect. And what's A minus? Below an A or add an A? A minus is below an A, but above a B plus. Then it's an A. No, it's below an A. It's like a 91, all right? It doesn't make any fucking sense. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, we gave it some decent scores. I, I thought that was a good movie. I thought that was a good rewatch. Powerful movie people should watch. All right. People should watch this film. Or at the very least, like, give it a chance like to understand it. All right. Let's close it out. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this review of American History X. This is Eddie's favorite movie. Don't forget to like and comment and go to his pages and tell him how much you think that he is so right for loving this movie. Now, please like us and follow us anywhere you uh, get your podcast needs. Google, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast needs. That is where you can find the rollback. Uh, we will try to put out podcasts whenever we can. Eddie should be getting his laptop soon. Uh, but yeah, that is it. This was the rollback. This is Fernando. Come on. 
I bet it. And this you. is Eddie's favorite movie, I American History X. And this was I our review. Bullshit. Let's cut it. <laughs> Fuck you. We cut it when I say we cut it.